Hello, and welcome to the Killer Cuties podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cassidy, and I've seen almost every horror movie out there. And I'm KD, and before we started, I'd seen almost none of them. So join us each week as I attempt to make a horror fan out of KD. As a warning, we will be discussing spoilers and some uncomfortable topics that may be in the plots, so feel free to check out the film on DoesTheDogDie.com first to check for any triggers before listening. Today, we're going to be talking about the second film written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Lupita Nyong'o, 2019's Us. Let's get spooky. Shall I kick us off with a summary? Yeah. All right. In the 80s, around the time of Hands Across America, young Adelaide gets lost in a Santa Cruz Pier funhouse where she meets her doppelganger. When her family recovers her, Adelaide is reserved and won't speak, which her family and doctors attribute to PTSD. In present day, Adelaide and her family are vacationing in Santa Cruz, much to her dismay, when their vacation home is attacked by the family's doppelgangers. Adelaide's doppelganger, Red, is unique in that she can speak. She says that doppelgangers have come from living underground to take the place of humans. The family escapes to discover that every human has a doppelganger who is trying to kill their human counterparts. One by one, Adelaide and her family kill their doppelgangers until Adelaide is in a final boss battle with Red. Red reveals that she has been planning a coup since she first met Adelaide in the funhouse all those years ago and planned to make a scene by recreating Hands Across America with the world's doppelgangers. Adelaide gains the upper hand and kills Red, then tells her family that everything will go back to normal now that Red has died. In the car back above ground, Adelaide has flashbacks to her time in the funhouse, where it's revealed that she is actually the doppelganger and adapted to human life, while Red was actually the human counterpart. The film ends with an aerial view of the doppelganger hands across America chain. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> this movie gave me heartburn. You did message me in the middle of it. All caps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. not all caps. I'm shitting and were. pissing and crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie's fucking scary. I was scared. <laughs> it's also one of very few movies I've watched at night. Yeah, I keep telling you that you need to watch them at night. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. giving yourself the full effect of the film. Yeah, um, it definitely helped with this one. Yeah. Every time you watch one at night, you seem to find it more scary. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, we are, I feel like we're getting closer to finding a equally scary and funny movie. This movie is pretty funny. It's pretty funny, right? I think. I it was funny. Yeah. And I, I had kind of forgotten how funny it is because, like, I feel like those are the parts that don't really stick with you as much as like, you know, yeah. the scissors and the bunnies and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but yeah. I do the one part that like every time I think about this movie, I think about is when Elizabeth Moss's character is like being murdered, just crawling on the floor. And their little like Alexa is called Ophelia. And she's like, Ophelia, call the police. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> playing. Fuck the police. <laughs> and this song just goes on. And it's the, yeah. be- the best part of this movie for sure. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, laugh out loud scenes. Yes. I'm so, also... We're so close. Yeah, I'm, I'm a really big fan also of the when the daughter wants to drive. And the mom's like, no, like, get in the back. And the daughter's like, I have the highest kill count of the family. And then the dad yes. starts, like, counting it up. <laughs> Okay, you've killed one. I've killed two. You've killed one. 
Yes, yeah. It's a funny movie. It's funny. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> well, there we go. I, couldn't, I did not finish it in one sitting. I had to stop last night and I had to like palate cleanse with like four episodes of SpongeBob. <laughs> and then Wait. woke up this morning to finish it. Which episodes? That's important. Uh, not, none of the good ones. It was like oh. the first four episodes of season five because that's what's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Season um, one and two is where it's at. But oh yeah, early SpongeBob. Nothing, nothing beats it, you know. Uh, yeah, but I do. I feel like sometimes I forget that Jordan Peele like was known to be a comedian before he started directing. Because now, like, I just think of him as directing these incredible horror movies. Mm-hmm. He's got the jokes. He's a funny dude. He is funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Is Nope as funny? Mm, People say no. Nope is scarier. Mm. No? I don't think so. Well, you're broken. That's fair. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to compare it because I think Nope is a very, very different film. And we can watch it eventually. I honestly, it almost doesn't even feel like a horror movie to me. But, yeah, I mean, it's Jordan Peele. We'll, we'll watch it for sure because it's, okay. it's a great film. <laughs> but, okay, I believe you. Not to, like, spoil anything, but all three of his films, very good so far. What's the other one? Get nope, Out. Nope, Us. And- oh, maybe Get Out's the one that's scarier. That I could see. Okay. Yes. Because Rolling Stone was like, yeah, this movie is a spill your soda scary, but compared to this other movie, which was like hmm. traumatize you for life scary. So they yeah. must, maybe they were talking about Get Out. I think probably Get Out. Yeah. Nope yeah. Is, is fantastic, but it's more of like a spectacle. <laughs> Not really Got super it. like horror That's the um, alien one. Yes. The one that you thought this was. This one was. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was aliens. Yeah. But it I just really wasn't. No, no, no. No aliens here. Um I just I love Jordan Peele. I know he's only directed three films, so it's hard to like be like, oh, I'm such a huge fan, but like all three of them I think he knocked out of the park. He's able to create like just such beautiful stories and they're so well done and he's so intentional with everything that he puts into them. Yes. Um, and so I think it even makes for like really fun rewatches. This is only the second time I've seen this movie, but like I kind of saw more things and hints and stuff like that that he had put in there than I did the first time. So I like that. Yeah. My favorite thing was that he did a lot of um like fashion Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Like he did a lot of callbacks to other horror movies and just like storytelling through fashion, which is really cool. Yeah. Like Adelaide's outfit just like progressively gets bloodier and bloodier um turning red like the the jumpsuits this i never found anybody saying this explicitly but like jumpsuits remind me of halloween (laughs) right like like the movies not the holiday to be clear it's just like when you first said it i immediately thought the holiday until i realized you were talking about the movie so that was Yeah. (laughs) yeah no um you know there's there's a bunch of um you know just callbacks to to horror movie fashion um yep. the twins mm-hmm. that's a, that's a callback 
Do you know to which movie? The Shining. Okay. The Shining. I had to think. I had to think. I have seen that one. We've talked about it. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of different little, like, homages, sort of, to different horror movies. Jason's wearing a Jaws shirt. Jason himself yeah. is named Jason, and he's wearing a mask the whole time. Oh. Very Friday the 13th. And the 13th. gloves. The gloves, Friday the 13th, and something else. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking the glove more of, like, a Michael Jackson thing, because that was the shirt she that was too. wearing. Um, but yeah, and... Do you know the ending of the first Friday the 13th? Uh, I slept through it. Wait, we do wait, know wait, this. Wait. No, we do know this because it was in Scream and the spoilers for yeah. it. So, yes, you already yeah. know that the mom is the, the villain. Hello, this whole movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of little... Well, I mean, that's kind of up to your own interpretation, right? Like, the mom was the tethered and... Are we rooting for the tethered in this film? No, we're not. But we are rooting for her. So it's it's interesting. And it's also like, are you really... I don't know. It's it's a hard movie to like pinpoint a villain because yeah. if I was a tethered, I'd be fucking pissed too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, Jordan Peele actually gave the cast 11 movies to watch. Yeah. Martyrs was one of them. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I read the list earlier today. Martyrs okay, was Martyrs. in there. Uh, Jaws, Dead Again, The Shining, The Babadook, It Follows, A Tale of Two Sisters, The Birds, Funny Games, Let the Right One In, and The Sixth Sense. And I think if you look hard enough, you can find those homages to all of those movies within Oh, this. yeah. So. Really? <laughs> I mean, the ones I've seen. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the three I've seen, really. Shining, Jaws. Actually, I've never seen Jaws. Does that surprise you? Mm. Is that a horror movie? Technically, yes. I think it's on our list. Oh. I just, like, I don't like movies that pinpoint sharks as the villains. And I never will. So. Yeah, Yeah, we need to stop villainizing sharks. Yeah, justice for sharks. Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, okay, um, yeah. That was it? No. The end of the thought. Did you see the twist coming? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The whole time. Yeah. But it, um, I don't think it took me out of the movie at all. No, I think this was one of those twists where, yes, it was a twist, but, like, I think everybody kind of felt like that was what happened. And, like, we were all just waiting for the reveal because we wanted to be right. And I yeah. think that it was done well. So, it yeah. like, you're not mad that you're like, well, that's what I thought was going to happen. Like, <laughs> you wanted that well, to be what happened. Exactly. And there were there were pieces that were like, oh, like, that makes sense. Like, that's why I was right. Like the, like the voice, like I didn't put the voice thing together until the end. Yep. And it was fun to like be right and have it still be able to be explained to you. Right. Yeah. I think there's quite a few little things like that. Adelaide stops speaking after the incident. Red's the only tethered that can speak. Uh, yep. 
when they're listening. This is my favorite one because it's subtle. But when they're listening to I Got Five on it in the car and she's like trying to teach Jason to be on beat, she's off beat. So, <laughs> oh, is she? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's just another way of saying that like she's not in sync with this world. Um, yeah. And I think she also that's- just shows more compassion to the tether. Like she stays with the daughter when she's dying. She's telling um, Pluto, the Jason's tether, to not go into the fire. Like, I think she feels bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she really only kills Adelaide. She does kill the twin, but that was kind of self-defense, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, The only argument I'd have about the music thing, like being offbeat thing, is that she was like a really successful dancer. You have to, like, be able to be on beat to be a dancer. True. That's, that's the only tiny argument I have. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. I still like to think that it was just a little subtle. Yeah. She's just a little off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But to your point, rooting for her the entire time. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... Even though we knew. I know. Because at that point, it's like, that's the character that you're familiar with. Like, regardless of who she originally was, she's the one that's in the car laughing when her kid says anus. So, like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) You have a connection to this woman, not the child that disappeared when she was however old. Right. And I think that's partially due to Lupita Nyong'o, too. I think she's so fucking talented. Incredibly and, uh, talented. Yeah, she's great in this movie. Everything she's been in, I've loved her. Yeah. And she's gorgeous. I'm so jealous of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. Um the the husband. Who plays the husband? Mm, Winston Duke. Yeah, he's a cutie. I am not into tall, strong men at all. But that man, oh, but he could like a, get it. <laughs> he's like a tall, strong, goofy man. I know. That's what it. Hmm. It's endearing. Yeah, I would make. I would make a hard, fast uh, exception for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I won't say about what I was gonna say about my husband because that would make this awkward. Oh. Um. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, this whole cast incredible. Everyone um, did great. Yeah. Uh, should we mention that we can cut this out if we need to? Lupita Nyong'o did have to apologize for the voice acting that she did mm. with Red's character, um, because she based it off of like an actual disability, which is um unfortunate because like you don't want to like obviously villainize a disability um uh, but yeah just thought i should yeah. throw that out there no i mean i feel like that's fine to keep in it's something that happened it's part of the this movie's history um she did apologize for it i think it's very clear that that wasn't like it wasn't her intention to make right. fun of or anything w- with that um but sometimes yeah. intention doesn't matter and yeah. yeah, I think it was good that she apologized. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
uh, <laughs> how uh, scary did you think it was? I gave it a no. <laughs> I gave it. No, I was hovering between a one point five and a two. I'll go with a two. I think the home invasion portion of it had me on the edge of my seat. I I saw this movie for the first time in theaters, so it was like even more. Like when they're just standing in the driveway, and you're like, "Oh my god, do something!" Like, what what are they gonna do? That part is very. There's a lot of tension. It's really like kind of builds and you're like what the fuck is going on um Mm -hmm. but I think as soon as she kind of they're like sitting in the living room and she's telling the story and um and then after that it's kind of just like typical cat and mouse chasing fighting not as much tension which is kind of what is the scary part for me so I think that scene is the scariest part of it and then everything else kind of not as scary to me yeah what's the movie that you said you saw and like something happens in the background that's like not really supposed to be scary but it freaks you out mm, i'm not gonna tell you oh okay <laughs> um, because that happened in this movie to me mm-hmm. when the twins are in the background like doing their quiet gymnastics like first of all gymnastics is not fucking quiet second of all i don't know it just it just is freaky it freaked mm-hmm. me out yeah um i I this is the scariest thing we've watched so far, I think. What did you rate it? A four. Hey, let's go. We're getting up there. Come on. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. And that's why I'm like, I'm still so impressed that I laughed so often. Mm-hmm. Like this might be the good the balance between like spooky and funny. Because it was funny too. It wasn't a four yeah. funny. Like it wasn't on the same level. Yeah. If we had to do funny, I'd say it was like a two two, two and a half, probably closer to a two. But um we're getting close. Oh, you know when you like are like, I'm going to sneeze. I'm so sorry. You interrupted me to not even fucking sneeze. I was trying so hard to wait for you to finish the sentence, <laughs> but it was coming. And then as soon as I put my finger up, it was like, actually, fuck you. Now it's happening. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> um... Oh my god. I didn't mean to. I tried really hard not to. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> but yes, I think yeah, this this movie is I think it has genuinely very funny moments and also genuinely pretty scary moments. So, yes. I like that we're moving that direction, you know. I don't think that's going to be every movie. I don't want you to have that expectation. But I'm going to have that expectation for Jordan Peele movies though. I think you can expect his movies to be very good. Period. Okay. Yeah. Whether or not they're as like knee slapping funny or (laughs) scary, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe not. How sexy did you think it was? Um, like a two. Okay. Why? I mean, it's a slasher. Yep. So that's inherently a little sexy. There's some mask involvement, but it's mostly on children, so that doesn't help. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a two, you know, a two. 
it's there, but I can't really pinpoint it. Mm. The husband, cutie. The, the whole cast of adults <laughs> is good looking. Um, what did you rate it? I gave it a two, but I can pinpoint okay. it. It's Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. They are beautiful okay. to look at. I will <laughs> look at them all day. <laughs> Enjoy okay. myself. So, yeah. Nothing to do with the slasher aspect. I mean, yeah, like slashers are a little sexy, but I prefer it when my slashers are, you know, a masked killer that's, again, not a child. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, how fucked up was it? I give it a one. Oh. Is that wild? I mean, there's children dying throughout the entire film. Huh. (laughs) 1.5? I guess kids do die. You're like the biggest fan of Kill the Kid. That's okay. First of all, out of context. Second of all, <laughs> you know, put me on a watch list. <laughs> in the movie. Yes. In, in a movie, you're a big fan when the director has the balls to kill the kid. This director killed two kids. Yeah. But I think because like the whole concept is like, like I don't want to say they're not people because they are but like they're kind of like portrayed as these like villainous monsters yeah that i feel like it doesn't have the same effect i don't know yeah okay that's fair okay i was like is that cold i don't know <laughs> no 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 i see it yeah i don't know i felt like this was kind of just like people in horror getting murdered you know happens yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i only gave it a two Okay, because of the children. Because the children are dying. That's fair. So, yeah. What did you rate it? Uh, I also gave it a four out of five. Oh, nice. This is a great movie. It's beautifully made. It has an interesting story. Um, I like all the little, like, hints and clues that he put into it. I think Jordan Peele is very intentional, which I appreciate. Um, Wildly. This is just my opinion. I also think that this is the weakest of his three movies. So. Really? That's pretty insane that I still think this is a fantastic film. And in my opinion. Not the best. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But it's still like a great, like, that's not saying anything about this movie. This movie's fantastic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think the other two are just a little bit better. <laughs> like four and a half better? Five better? I think one of them I will be giving a five. One of them I will be giving a 4.5. And I won't tell you which one is which yet. <laughs> okay. Watch you watch them and be like two. Trash. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? That would be sad. Menu actually. all over again. Yeah. Hopefully not. That is, like, the last time that we really disagreed on shit. Strongly, yes. Yeah, we've had some, like, slight here and there. But overall, I think we're usually pretty close. Not on that one. I'm, like, kind of nervous about when that's going to happen again. 
I hope it's the opposite. I hope it's a movie I think is just absolutely terrible and you're like, this is the greatest <laughs> I mean, I feel like we were pretty close to that on Happy Death Day. You were That's like, it's not true. I, I gave it a three out of five, right? That's good. That's mid. No, a 2.5 <laughs> is middle. Two to, two to three is mid. Oh, you're just saying that because One is I gave it a three. Ass. Four and five is great. I think Happy Death Day is a romp. It's a romp. Yeah. People like that movie. I, no one is saying that they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, do you want to know some of the little hidden stuff that's in this movie though? So you can look for it when you rewatch? Yeah. Tell me. All right. Some of the VHS movies that are shown at the very beginning when it's doing the Hands Across America. uh, Some of the VHSs that you can see are Chud and the Goonies, both of which are centered around underground tunnels or creatures from the underground. Uh, Also, The Man with Two Brains is in there as well, which kind of goes with the whole theme of the two parts making a whole. Uh, The numbers 1111 appear very frequently. Jeremiah 1111, Bible verse is written twice. Um... It is. You're right. <laughs> that, yeah. that Bible verse says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. <laughs> Sounds like something he would say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, that's our Old Testament type of shit right there. <laughs> I love the expression, thus saith the Lord. Because mm. it's in the movie. It's in The Prince of Egypt. Oh! Yes. That movie slaps. Slaps. Underrated. And then Ray Fiennes goes and makes the fucking menu. What is wrong with him? The menu also slaps, in my opinion. Um, anyways, continuing on with the 1111. Prince of Egypt slaps to everybody's opinion. Like, that movie is good. Literally, everybody liked the menu. I'm going to be like Happy Death Day with that. People liked the menu. You didn't like the menu. Some people liked the menu. Not all people. Not all people liked Happy Death Day. Most people. More people like Happy Death Day than the menu um, of the people that have seen it. Of who? Who? Who who liked it better? Because 71% of people are... Happy Death Day has a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, The menu has an 88%. Hold on. That's... that's Audience audience score. Audience score, Happy Death Day has a 67%. The menu has a 76 So, more people liked the menu than Happy Death Day. No, that's trash. That movie is garbage. In your opinion. We can make an entire separate episode about why I hate the menu. We already did. (laughs) It's called the episode, The Menu. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, back to the fucking... 11.11 appears many times. Jeremiah 11.11, again, written twice. Uh, When Gabe is watching the baseball game, the score is 11.11. One of the teams is also the Minnesota Twins. (laughs) Um, When 
Addie and Jason are talking in his room. The digital clock says 1111. Uh, one of the carnival workers in 1986 and one of the twins in present day are both wearing t-shirts for the band Black Flag, which their symbol is four black bars that looks like 1111. Um, and then again, at the end of the movie, uh, when the ambulance is driving down the road and it shows uh, the top of it, the ambulance number is 1111. Um, 11, 11 to 11 is a very high school game. Yeah, but that's not, the, the point is that it was, all of these occurrences were happening, which was aligning the two worlds coming together. That's just the most unbelievable this entire movie. I actually have a few things <laughs> about this movie that I'm kind of like, mm. Wait, actually? Yes. How did the tether of the dad know how to drive a boat. Um. <laughs> Excellent point. Well, if if the regular dad is driving the boat around, the tethered dad would also be driving the boat without a boat. But I think it was clear that like the tethered people weren't doing the exact same motions as the people above. That's true. Like if they're talking, why can't they talk? Like if they're imitating everything exactly, but they're not. It's like a lesser version of what they're doing, you know? So explain then why, why did Jason and Pluto have this like exact link? That is harder to explain. Okay. Um, there was a very, very popular fan theory when this movie came out that Jason was also a tether and had switched prior to the events of the movie. Um. No. So that was the evidence was that he had an inability to do his magic trick. Um, the fact that he's not shown eating, uh, even though his mother's trying to encourage him to do so. Um, he's also, so Pluto, the tether, is also the only one that doesn't ever try to kill Jason. Uh, and he doesn't even have the scissors. Um, so there were like a lot of little things like that. And people say that the look that they share at the very end when him and his mom like look at each other. Yeah. That that was like a knowing oh. of like we're both in this together. Um, yeah. However, as fun as that theory is, I don't ascribe to it, and I don't think that was Jordan Peele's intentions either. He kind of says in the DVD commentary that he wanted each of the main characters to be kind of an archetype. Um, so like the daughter is the warrior, and the dad is kind of the fool. Um, the mom is the leader, and then. Jason was supposed to be kind of the wizard or the magician and his intention was that Jason was kind of able to see through the veil a little bit. And so he was kind of picking up on these things a little bit earlier. And that look was supposed to be him knowing who his mom actually is. Um, Got it. So that wasn't the intention, but an interesting thing that people bring up a lot is that Jason could in essence, control Pluto into walking into the fire and no one else has shown to have that ability. Um, yeah. But I think Jordan Peele's intention there was just to show his kind of like magic powers. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the This would make a really good book or like series of books because like Jordan Peele, do, he's done, he's said a couple of times that he's done, like, all of the world building. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of world building that he hasn't, like, released about, what does he call it? Not the underground, the something. He calls it the... Oh. 
forget what he calls it. Yeah. But anyway, like he has a name for the underground. Um, and like this whole he just won't tell anybody about it yet. So one, it makes me wonder if he's doing a sequel. Mm-hmm. But two, it should be a book. Like that would be would slap. Yeah. I think finding out more about because that's like another the the more things that I'm like curious about that we don't really find out is like who is providing the rabbits to the tether? Like, where did they get the jumpsuits? Like, where, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, rabbits reproduce. Jumpsuits do True, not. True, but like, so that's a good point. They would need food. What are the rabbits eating? Other rabbits? They're herbivores. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excellent point. And also, this one's a small one, but you know when she like Adelaide's handcuffed to the table and she's trying to get the fire poker. Yeah. It's it's a fucking dining room table. How heavy is it? You can't just fucking move it over and get the thing? True. I don't... Excellent point. She's, like, struggling to reach for it. I'm like, babe, it's a table. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of wood. Wait, what do you mean? Excellent point. I didn't even notice. <laughs> that wasn't something I noticed, like, the first time I watched it. It was only in the rewatch that I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also I would like to know the plan. Like, I think it's, (laughs) obviously, like, this whole thing was orchestrated by Red, right? Who was a literal child when she was put into that world. And so I think we can safely say that her education stopped as a child. Um, and so. I mean, they were all classrooms down there. Yeah, but again, they don't speak. I think it's kind of like a limited form of what we're doing above. So I think, but but I think that that also helped because the plan did kind of seem like it was made up by a child. Like, okay, yeah, we all go up there, we kill our counterparts, parts, and then we hold hands. Babe, yeah. And then what? You don't have any real life skills. Who's going to run the electricity grids? Who? Uh, where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do they i mean they're all just standing in a line still yeah they're all just holding, holding hands, hands. Mm. i want more i want to know more so, <laughs> did, did okay so the other thing is like why did red okay wait now i'm confusing myself <laughs> why did tethered adelaide get to be the one that was controlling them suddenly well she kind of said that when she like there was the face off at the end how like during that dance they could tell that she was different and so my assumption is that the tether knew that she was different like she could speak and she could do things that they probably couldn't do and so I think they kind of acknowledged the fact that she was not Maybe she was different and they ascribed that as better. And so then she kind of was able to organize that. I don't know. But I think, I think my question is like, why suddenly is the tethered then controlling the human and not the human controlling the tethered? What do you mean? So like anybody else, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is what my tethered is doing. Yeah. But they swap. Right. And suddenly it's the tethered doing. Yeah. And the human is doing what the tethered's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I just don't understand how that maybe it's just like because they're underground. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's because she untethered herself and somehow that caused Red to be tethered. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, it needs to be a book. It needs to be a book. Jordan Peele, if you're listening. That'd be wild. <laughs> but also <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of this movie is kind of like metaphorical as well. So I think that's kind of like, yeah, I think it was, at least in my perspective, I saw it as kind of like a touch on class inequality. Um, like the whole centering around the hands across America as like this big charity, but the whole point isn't really that we need charities. It's that our system itself shouldn't exist the way it does to the point where we need charities. And the tethered aren't really the villains. They're just kind of not given the opportunities that everyone else is given. Yeah. So. Just like the menu, eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) That's a popular theme, except they don't actually eat the rich. They had the opportunity to eat the rich. I'm sorry that happened to you. So, would you survive? <laughs> um, you know, I don't think so. No? No. Hmm. I mean, not a lot of people do. I mean, yeah, the whole family does, but they have like a secret weapon essentially or at least like mm-hmm. the cheat sheet in Adelaide but you're oh. in their position right what if you had the cheat sheet i mean maybe <laughs> but i don't i don't think so okay. i think i'm dying no they do a lot of running around they do a lot of fighting and kicking and punching and I'm not into that. Mm. Oh, see that bug? In my own home, yes, I do. Little fuckers <laughs> been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna die. He's gonna die after this episode. <laughs> he's not gonna survive. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I think I could kick my own ass. I, I think Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm pretty feisty. I think that I could beat my the shit out of myself. Very weird thing to say because the self that you're beating the shit out of is also feisty. Yeah. But I'm feistier. Okay. <laughs> and I'm smarter than it. I'm smarter than the tiger. Are you person. sure? Yeah. Okay. And then but also, I think, like, even afterwards, because, yeah, it, it seems as though most people were killed by their tethered, which is fair because they yeah. didn't have that insider knowledge, right? I'm saying if I had the insider knowledge, that bitch is going down. Uh, <laughs> and it seems as though the tethered pretty much only kill their counterparts because the point is, like, to be the only one. So I don't think they'd yeah. really, like, fuck with me if I killed my own. I think they'd be like, all right. We're going to be over here holding hands. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well. That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> I would die. 
Um, speaking of which, yes, um, did well. This has I don't know where this came from. <laughs> did they actually hold hands across America in real life in the eighties? Oh, like did we do that? I don't think physically people held hands across America, but hands across America was a real charity. Yes, I know that. Yes. But- I don't, I think that was more, no, I think it was, not to my knowledge, I think it was more of a metaphorical holding of hands across America, but I, who's to say, honestly, I could be very wrong and there could have been a worldwide organization, (laughs) well, I guess nationwide. Did they hold hands across America? Hands across America was, oh. Five to 6.5 million people held hands for 15 minutes in an attempt to form a contiguous human chain across the contiguous United States. Contiguous? Contiguous United States. There's a lot of people. Over 5 million? The amount of COVID that would have been spread. Was it a Saturday? Who? What? It was a Sunday. Who's got the time? Well, I guess it was only 15 minutes, but still. Yeah, and this, okay, so Jesus. they had cities along a route. It started in Santa Monica. Um, and then a couple more cities in California. Then Phoenix, Albuquerque, Amarillo, Little Rock, Memphis. And then it starts going up to like all. Oh. Cincinnati. And then a couple things. And there's like a, a dedicated there's like a dedicated celebrity for each city. Mm. So in New York, it was Liza Minnelli and Brooke Shields. <laughs> uh, in Cincinnati, it was Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Jackson was a part of it. Sorry. Like the guy who played Chewbacca or just some random no, person dressed actually, up as Chewbacca? Chewbacca the Wookiee. That um, is the most Ohio thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, so desert areas were mostly empty, dotted with one-mile-long chains of people. Truck drivers sounded their horns during the appointed time. This is, like, a real... Like, they actually did it. But, like, for why? Um, I mean, they raised $34 million, which netted to about $15 million. Uh... Or I don't know why. Literally nothing on this entire article says why they were raising money. Public fundraising They're just event. raising money? They don't even have a cause? Participants donated $10 each to reserve their place in line. But why, though, are they doing this? Why... You know what? The event raised about okay, wait. So it raised about fifteen million for charities, but what charities? <laughs> this sounds like a fucking scam. Scam. Maybe that's why he chose that. Were there any scandals with it? See any? Hmm. Interesting. Well, the more you know, the more you fucking know. 
All right. Oh, oh. Or, organization. Well, sorry. No, I need to finish this circle. <laughs> Raise money for organizations fighting hunger and homeless. Oh, okay. Which the people underground were homeless and fighting hunger. There we go. So they're like, I'll show you how to fundraise for my homelessness and hunger. And they did. My own hands across America. Yeah. Great. Are you ready to predict next week's movie? (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about Infinity Pool. Oof. (laughs) It's a body horror movie. Okay. Featuring a scars guard. I forget which. Mm -hmm. It's not the best one, but that's okay. You've never seen this movie. Mm-mm. Huh. If you you can predict and then I'll predict as well. Yeah, I'm saying I don't think you should predict it. I really enjoy your predictions. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, well, um uh, it's about a guy who meets a girl. And they are trying to hook up in an abandoned hotel. And they find a pool at the bottom of the hotel full of blood. Wow. And they're like, we have to go in there. Got it. We have to. Uh, But they don't uh, go in there because they're smart. Mm. Like most horror movie people. Um, So... They get home, and on the news, they find out that a homeless person, unfortunately, went and fell into the pool and never came out. And that's why it's called the Infinity Pool. Mm. So they go to the Infinity Pool to investigate. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they're investigating. They're not scientists. Maybe they are just dumb. I think they're just dumb. Okay. And at the pool, they find the the homeless man that was supposedly dead came out of the infinity pool. What? And he's a body horror monster. Wow. That's what happens when you go into the infinity pool. You come out as a body horror monster. Okay. And just the end or? And then he kills them both. Oh, okay. They both die. Mm. The man and the woman. Body horror Body horror Yes. Sexy. No, that's not part of the prediction. <laughs> I predict this is the least sexy Not movie sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I've seen the trailer, so I think I have a little bit more oh. knowledge than you. I've um, just seen stills. Yeah. So what I gather from the trailer is that a couple, I know the guy's played by Alexander Skarsgård, they go to like like a secluded island, I believe, and there's a resort there, and then they meet Mia Goth's character. Um, Mia Goth is in something else. Yeah, she's been in other movies. I don't... (laughs) I mean, something else we just watched. Horror movies, yeah. That we just watched? Isn't she? Did we just watch something with her? I don't think so, babe. 
She's an X and Pearl. She's in High Life. Okay. Not that I've seen that, but I want to. Great. Anyways. Okay. Well, never mind. Uh, okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, I know while they're there, I believe the guy commits a crime. And the, the punishment for all crimes there is death. But the mayor, I don't know, the guy in the trailer he's talking to is like, if you pay me enough, though, we'll create a body double and they'll die in your place. And so that's what they do. So I think this movie is a kind of about doubles, similar to this movie, and basically them creating them to take punishment instead of the person who actually committed the crime. That's about all I gathered from the trailer. Um, but I could see it kind of maybe devolving into kind of like a The Island-esque type of movie. I don't know if you ever saw that with uh, Ewan McGregor. But uh, it's like also about doubles on an island and they're like trying to get their get back, right? And be like, hey, stop using us for death. So maybe something like that. What's The Infinity Pool? I think the infinity pool is like the, how they build the doubles. Cause it also in the trailer shows them like f seeing his double, like in like a thing of goo. It's not like a pool of money. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. We will find out. I'm excited to watch this one though. I've heard it's weird. I love weird. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it. Uh, Suspiria? Yes. Mia Goth is in that. Oh, the remake? Yeah, from 2018. How did I remember her in that? Sucked. What? I said maybe she sucked. Oh, I don't think so. I didn't mind it, the remake. I thought it was decent i think it's just she just wasn't like someone i knew about when that came out oh yeah maybe uh no i'm, ex I'm excited yay body <laughs> i'm excited for you <laughs> thank you i'm just excited that you haven't seen it yet honestly that that is exciting to me yeah I, seen it. I know it'll be like a fresh fresh thing for both of us yeah Maybe we'll watch it together. Oh my god, let's hold hands across America. <laughs> <laughs> across one state, calm down. Um, <laughs> bye! There it is. <laughs> Alright, well that wraps it up for today. If there are any movies you'd like to hear us talk about or you'd like to traumatize me with, please let us know in the comments or shoot us a DM on our socials at Killer Cuties Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the science fiction horror film from 2023, Infinity Pool. We hope to see you then. Bye.